Okay. Hello, this is Not Your Therapist Podcast, still without an official intro. I am Dahlia Karnofsky. I am an associate marriage and family therapist, a couples therapist, a dating coach, and your new best friend when your old best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. The advice given on this podcast is not therapeutic in nature. I feel like I'm supposed to say that or something like that. So basically, I am not your therapist. Get it. Um, And then Alex, our beautiful, lovely co-host, co-producer, wellness expert, whose hair is looking excellent today. Thank you for noticing. I just got it cut. It looks so good. And I'm. it's especially on my mind because your last newsletter was about your hair care routine, was it not? It was, although I must confess, if you read my last newsletter, I was like, I'm going natural. I'm not doing defrizz treatments anymore. And then I caved. Um, well, I think well, because your hair looks amazing. <laughs> I was like, no more chemicals, JK, LOL. Um, no, the chemicals look great. Keep it up. Unlike you, I'm not going to tell you to throw out your chemicals that you hold so near and dear. <laughs> I let you live. I appreciate um, but if you had a partner who was like, I just can't stand the chemicals on your hair, I'd be like, probably your partner needs to relax. But anyways, yes. That does your, you don't watch Love is Blind, do you? Um, I do, but I must say this season, I quit on it because I got bored. It wasn't very good, but can I do a small spoiler? Um, am I going to go back to it? Probably it's, not. Yeah. It's not even really a spoiler. Like this isn't. Do it. But something that's interesting is one couple is clearly incompatible and he suggests basically that he was uncomfortable meeting her. She wore like a lot of makeup when they met. Oh, yes, I saw. He was like, I like you so much more natural, which to me, I didn't think that was a bad thing to say that he was like, I like you without makeup and the internet was horrified. She was horrified. What do you think? I'm mixed on it because like you, I'm like, well, wouldn't you rather hear that the person likes you without makeup more than you would like to hear that they prefer you with makeup? Like I think for most women, we fear that first morning we're going to wake up with our new partner and not have eyelashes or whatever. And like, are they still going to like me with my bare face? So in that way, I agree with you. Like, I don't think that's the worst thing he could have said, but I think in general, when you're like, I like you this way. And I don't want you to be the way that you like to be, then we have a problem. Like, for example, sometimes I talk about chopping my hair off, which is very long. And Matt is like, I love your hair. I love it long. I love it wild. Like, don't do it. But if I did it, he'd still be here. And if I was like, it's really, really important to me, I would do it. However, I kind of don't do it partially because I like it, but partially because I know how much he likes it. And I'm like, it's not important enough to me to want to chop it off. If makeup is really a part of what she loves and her identity, and she really feels beautiful and confident that way, and she's with someone who's like, I don't like you that way, then we have a problem. However, since he told her that he didn't like her makeup as much, she was wearing less and she seemed fine with it. Yeah. I I felt like she went a few days without makeup and then he told her almost. So it didn't seem like it was crucial. That's true. You're right. They just obviously weren't a match and he was looking for a reason to pinpoint why he got weird and awkward and she was looking for a reason to just get the hell out of there. And so they both found their reason and it was her makeup. But um, mostly I think that if someone is like making major comments about who you are, what you look like and how they want it to change for them, like what would you do if someone was like, Alex, I really love your hair natural and I wish you wouldn't put chemicals on it. It really bothers me and turns me off, but I love you. Well, 
see, that's like too extreme. But to me, it was a little bit more like, for example, if I was like dating someone wearing red lipstick and they might be like, that's not like my favorite look of yours. Like, I wouldn't be like, how dare you? I'd be like, yeah, I'm like a little bit wearing it more for myself. You know, like going into that, just like, or like if you're with a partner and you like have a preference, I feel like I have a lot of friends who have preferences about their partner's like facial hair, for example. Yes, I am one of those. So like, you can't be like controlling, but I think you're allowed to have a preference. Absolutely. So do you think she should have been like, okay, I'll wear less makeup? No, I just think... I feel like she turned it around like, how dare you like me better natural and be like, like be more attracted to me now than when I was wearing makeup and false eyelashes. And I just feel like that was extreme. Yeah. Where it's a little bit like, okay, like noted, but maybe not the best thing to hear. Right. I think it was more because he was implying that the makeup meant that she was fake and it made him think everything about her was fake, which is where I'm like, okay, we're just making up reasons to break up. But I think she was responding more to like, how dare you say I'm fake? And she was responding to like, basically you were disappointed when you saw me and that hurts. Totally. And then at the reunion, she showed up looking like a Kardashian. So I guess jokes on both. Wow. (laughs) She was like, I've never seen her with so much makeup. You know, I feel like she was truly like at me. Yeah, totally. Although, I kind of agree with him. I thought she looked way better without makeup. See, I think that's why I felt a little defensive of him, where I was a little bit like, honestly, like, if I dated women, I also would not be into that look. Same. Because we have gotten also into this world of like, and no shame to you if you love makeup, if makeup is your thing, great. But like, sometimes it's like, to me, I'm like, makeup is kind of corrective. And if I don't, like I don't wear a lot of um, skin makeup, but when I have like a zit or like discoloration or I'm trying to cover up like circles under my eyes or whatever, I use the makeup. But I feel like it's become this thing of like, it's almost like another article of clothing the way that people wear it. And so it's like, I'm choosing to put this like full layer of many colors onto my skin to make my whole face a different face, which again, it's an, it's an artistry. If you're into it, if it makes you feel beautiful, more power to you. But like when I watch Love Island, for example, the British version only, when they make out, like half the girl's face is going on to the guy's face. That cannot be hot. Like you come off and you're like covered in like lacquer from their lips, makeup from their face, like your clothes are the color of someone's face. Like, (laughs) and I'm trying to say this without shaming anybody because again, so many people find this uh, attractive and enjoyable and that's good for you. But I'm just like, I do think we've gone a little far maybe in this direction of like, I must be wearing a full face at all times or I'm not looking my best. And I'm like, a lot of you are very beautiful and have great skin underneath all that. And maybe then you wouldn't have to worry about it coming off on someone else. And she was one of them. She was like a 24 with like glowing skin. So, but it's like, yeah, that can be your look. But he was saying the makeup got all over him. It's like, you can also not love that vibe. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't love when a guy, when I used to date, when guys would be, like, smothered in cologne and I would, like, smell like them for days and days. Like. Yeah, I can't. Absolutely What are not. we putting, you know, let's strip ourselves down just a little. Like, you can still wear <laughs> bursts of cologne. But, like, we don't have to put these layers and layers of stuff in between us. Yeah. I'm always thinking about the barrier to making out. 
And I'm like, these girls with the full faces of makeup are probably more hesitant to make out also because they don't want to mess up their makeup and get it all over them. And I'm like, why are we here if not to make out? Yeah. I appreciate that as your motto. It's my motto. Why are we here if not to make out? Um, in other news, let's have a moment to talk about hard things. It is hard out there right now. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I can't imagine what it's like to be trying to date right now when I think of date as like a very joyous thing. And why are we here if not to make out? And yet there's so much pain and sadness and strife in the world right now that also I want to say, if you need to take this time to take care of yourself and not date and not make out, that's okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. All our listeners, it sucks. It sucks yeah. out there. It sucks. It sucks. It's very emotional. As a therapist, I can say it's a really tough time being a therapist. It's a tough time for everyone being a client. Like, it's just the hardest conversations. But I think at the end of it all, like, there's just too much hate going around. And I wish we could just all make out. That would be great. That'd be nice. We're sending Dahlia to the Middle East as a make out. <laughs> boy. <laughs> I honestly think I could do some good work. 100%. I'd be like, guys, guys, we all know we just want to make out. No, sorry. I'm not trying to make light of the situation, except sometimes we have to, but like, this is horrible. Take care of yourselves. And that also means taking a break from social media, not engaging with it and not feeling yeah. bad about that. And not feeling bad about taking a break from even thinking about these things. Like I have to kind of toggle between I'm thinking about it and now I'm actively not, or I just wouldn't be able to get through the day. Um, and I think we need to take care of each other. As a Jewish person, I know that in Judaism, there's also uh, a lot of value placed on joy and light being an active resistance also. And I'm just saying it's okay if you have moments of joy and light throughout your day about other things and you don't have to feel bad that you're not completely zoomed in on mourning and sadness and pain all the time, um, no matter who you are. I just want to say it's okay. And you have to, you have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of other people. And that is how I feel. I think that's great advice because I think it can be hard where you feel a responsibility to know what's going on in the world at all times, but also it's like not sustainable. You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to feel guilty that you like take a break, but also it's like in fucking ruin you. Right. And seeing on social media things that you necessarily agree with or that, yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. And also the idea of like, well, I need to know what's going on in the world. It's like also so much of this is skewed and is 
not what's going on or is what's going on. It's like the responsibility of trying to figure it out for yourself. I'm like, we're not watching a football game. This is not about picking a side. This is not about understanding the points and who's got what points. Like this is so much deeper, more painful and more complex than that to even wrap our heads around that. Like we can spend some time with it. That is if that's helpful for you and then go do something that will replenish you, whatever that is. For me, it would probably be making out. (laughs) (laughs) We just have to sometimes like, I know I, if I was single right now, I'd probably be drinking way too much and taking out my sadness anger, pain, all of it on someone else's mouth. (laughs) Not the worst way. I'd be doing. It's what I did when Trump got elected. Oh my God. I just remember when Trump got elected, the guy I was dating at the time, I'm sure I've mentioned this, but he'd had like a bad day at work and he like came to my apartment and it was clear Trump was going to win. And he was like, oh good. At least like the rest of the country is having as bad of a day as I had. Oh, shut up. Can you imagine? (laughs) What did you do? I don't know. I was like shook. I think like other people, I was like so surprised. I really didn't think it was going to go that way. (laughs) So I was just like in shock. I cried a lot. But I remember also specifically hooking up with like maybe more um, like assholey men than I normally would and like kind of like doing it in like an angry way. Like there was one I do remember. No. Yeah. I slept like during our whatever hookup. Our <laughs> <laughs> Which probably not the healthiest thing to do. Like I said, there was probably some drinking also involved. He was not, it was consensual. It was okay. not like me being abusive, but it was me. <laughs> this wasn't like a MAGA bro. <laughs> no, it was not. But it wasn't. It was just like a little more douchey than I probably would have normally. And it was like the closest I could get to like taking out my anger, but in a sexual way. Is this unhealthy? What am I describing? Um, I don't know. You're, you're the therapist. It was consensual. So, and it felt better to me. Like I just, you know, I was mad and I wanted people to know. And I think I did some like, not nice moves of like telling guys to meet me at various bars and then disappearing before they got there. Like I probably wasn't. Oh no. I was just mad at men. I was mad. That's fair. But, um, all that to say right now is a very difficult time and do what works for you. And my mind keeps going to like, what do we think if like people were to get into some sort of debate on the apps or on a date about this? And I'm like, I just, I don't know how that would go. I don't think it would be great right now. So I'm going to say protect yourself. Like probably not that we should only surround ourselves with people who agree with us because Lord knows that is not productive either. But maybe don't put yourself into conflict situations right now. Like do things that feel safe and replenishing and nice for you and then do whatever else you need to do. Love that. That's my thought. And we're going to call that kind of also like our wellness segment today. But you said that you have an update around this topic or around your well, I have flash a question. So, you know, you can feel when you're getting less energy from someone. 
Um, and I noticed this last week and I kind of ignored it because I was so caught up in what was going on in the world. But one of them is Mark, who's coming to visit this week. The who other one who I set you up with, who Dahlia set me up with. Um, and the other one is a creative I've been on a few dates with in New York and he was traveling most of last week, but I haven't heard from him and like five days, which I only really, it only really connected yesterday where I was like, Ooh, is he ghosting me? But also he has really strong connections to Israel. His parents are Israeli. Um, and so I think the way this connects is a little bit like, don't want to make things about me that are not about me. You know, like everyone's dealing with really heavy stuff. And it's like, I wasn't in a dating mindset last week, but it kind of suddenly kept where I was like, Oh, am I getting ghosted? I didn't even realize it. So is your question kind of where to go from here? Do you check in with him? Yeah, I think think my question, someone I was a little ambivalent about but was enjoying getting to know and I kind of wanted another date or two to decide. I don't know. It feels tricky to me. It's like, do I, I checked in on him last week to see how he was doing. And we texted a little bit, but if I haven't heard from someone in several days and I'm not even sure how I feel about them, do I just kind of like let it go? I think right now, given what you said, that he has strong ties to what's going on and probably not in a super dating mindset. You checked in with him once, which I was going to say, if you hadn't, it would be a nice thing to do regardless, but checking in on him once you text a little so he knows you're there. I would assume if and when things get better, um, I don't know what that even means or I don't know, but um, that he would reach out at some point. And I would also say if like a month passes and you're thinking about him or you're not regularly seeing someone else and you wanted to reach out again and just be like, hey, it's been a while, just wanted to see how you were doing and like say hello you can do that. Like you guys were seeing each other um, for a fair amount of time, like a few weeks. How many dates? We be- we went on three dates and then he came and met up with me at a bar. Okay. So at this point, like you don't really need to stand on ceremony. So if you're curious how he's doing in a couple weeks or a month from now, I think you could reach out. Like there's no game to it at this point. You did like him. Now is probably not a great time for him. Genuinely. Um, and my guess is he's just like underwater and like not, not thinking about dating. And like, oftentimes when people pull the, like, I have a lot going on and like, I'm not really thinking about dating. I'm like, I call bullshit. They're not that into you. But at a time like this, I really do think that's probably real. Um, so that was a long way of saying probably just let it go. And then if you're thinking about him in like a month, you could check in again. I think that's a good plan. This is kind of an unprecedented time. And it is especially because like there are so many people here in the U.S. that have ties to that region of the world and know people who live there and there are Americans there that people in America know. And so it's just like a crazy time. And you reached out, you showed you cared. And like now I think just let him come to you when he's ready or check back in when some more time has passed. Yeah. Can I ask you, there's something that I hadn't really overthought until 
today, maybe because I was going to talk to you. He came, he was traveling a lot and he, I invited him to meet up with me when I was meeting up with a friend who was in town at like a bar and he came really late because he was, I don't know, at a show and then doing something after. Um, and he kind of showed up and it was, I feel like I have, this is so like minute, but I feel like I wasn't like I was sitting across from my friend and there was a seat in the corner. So there wasn't like a seat next to me exactly. And he kind of came in exhausted at like midnight. And I think he just wanted me to leave with him, but I was like entertaining my friend in town. And so he kind of like came and left and I like went and like talked to him outside before he left. Um, But I felt a little bad about that. Did I do anything wrong? No. Okay. I mean, I think maybe if someone's like, I'm going to come, it's midnight, I'm exhausted, I'm going to meet you at this bar, and you're like, I'm going to be still entertaining my friend for a while, so maybe they shouldn't, because like I don't want to feel pressure to go. You could have been like, let's do another night, you sound tired, you go home, I'll hang out with my friend, let's meet up another night, to save yourself some stress, because I know that I, even with friends, like, don't like feeling like I have to divide my attention or like, oh, this person's going to want me to leave. Da da da. So that would be the only thing is like for yourself. Maybe it would have been better just not put yourself in that situation. But this generally goes to my theory of like, if they're into you, you can't mess it up, especially not with something small like that. Like he wouldn't yeah. have been into you. And then you're like, oh, my friend is here. So I can't leave right now. And they're like, oh, I'm over you. You know, then it's like not your person anyway. Totally. But I think in general, like, especially early on, multitasking in that way can be stressful. So just save yourself from it and be like, I'm with my friend already. I don't need you to come. Yeah, that's a good point. So I know you were into him. I'm sorry that it sounds maybe like it isn't happening right now. Could happen later. It's okay. I mean, oh, something I did want to ask you. I think something I realized is that I felt like the chemistry was a little bit off with us and I mentioned it to friends and I was surprised. Did I already say, ask you about that? Yeah. Cause I feel like I mentioned it to two friends and they had like polar opposite views or one was kind of like, if the chemistry is not there in the beginning, it's not there. And the other one was like, you need to be hooking up with way more people. And then you'll see, I don't know. It was like kind of a bizarre answer. Like then you'll see that like all bodies are different. And I'm like, no, like it's not like I'm trying to hook up with the hottest person ever. I just felt like the chemistry was like not, like, I think he's cute, but I don't feel like the chemistry was 100% there. What do you mean? And it was three dates. Mm-hmm. So my general feeling is the three-date rule of, like, if you can't picture yourself making out with them by the third date, you can let it go. If you're making out and enjoying yourself, but not, like, so hot and heavy by the third date, I still think that's okay. I think that can build over time as you get to know them more and more. You're in different situations. You see them in different situations. You like them more and more. You feel more and more comfortable with them. You figure out how to make out with each other. Like, I kind of think all that can grow and you were into him. So I think keep it going. If there comes a point where you're like, actually don't want to kiss him or like don't want to make out with him, which can happen, um, then you can stop. But I think if you're just searching for this thing that you're kind of used to having or have had before and you're comparing it to that, you don't want to do that. Because 
ultimately, the person you're going to end up with is going to feel different than anyone you've been with before. So you don't want to be chasing a feeling you've had before. You want to be looking for a new feeling. And we don't know what we're looking for. So you just want to keep going until either it gets better or it gets worse, which will do one of those things. I like that. And I feel like there is some something that I don't think is talked about enough in dating is having kind of like some tolerance for uncertainty. Oh my God. It's not like black and white in the beginning. Well, that's such a pervasive notion on social media of like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And I'm like, shut up. Like that's just how it works. And I don't want to be too gendered about this, but generally speaking, Women do grow attraction over time through an emotional and intellectual connection. We also can be just super attracted to someone right off the bat. That's almost not ever the person you're going to end up with. It's almost always the person that you build that affection over time because that gives you actual time to find out about their personality. Whereas when you have that off the charts, amazing rip your clothes off attraction, you're way more likely to overlook many things you probably shouldn't overlook. So you're going to end up often with someone you shouldn't be with because you just loved making out with them so much. Whereas when it's the slow build and it's coming from liking them so much and you just get more and more attracted to them, it has way more staying power because you're building a foundation over time. So I think it's a crazy idea that you have to be definite right off the start. I think the healthy thing to do is keep going until you're certain you don't want to go anymore. And if you're not certain you don't want to go, Keep going as long as you still have questions, curiosity, more to know, more to find out, and you're not like grossed out by them or offended by them. Keep going. If you're having a nice time, you're getting to know more about them, keep going. If you hit a wall where you're like, eh, no, stop. The matchmaker from Jewish matchmaking says, date them till you hate them. Yeah. I'm kind of with that. Yeah. Like if you still have curiosity, or you're still not totally sure one way or the other, go again. And then if you're like, no, this is a definite no, you can stop. I was like, 10 years later, it's like, I don't know, we'll see. (laughs) No, you don't go 10 years. I'd say like, if by three months, if by the third day you don't want to touch them or make out with them, you can stop. If by three months you aren't like, I really like this person, then you can probably stop. I think three months. That's a good guideline. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Three months. Three months is good. Nice. Do you want to hear Mark updates? Yes, I do. I mean, there's not a ton of updates, but basically the guy that Dolly set me up on blind date with, who I've had two dates with when he, who does not live in New York, we call him Mark. He, I guess I met him about five or six weeks ago. He will be back in New York this week. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him. We haven't really made plans. I asked him about his schedule and he said he was still figuring that out. Um, and that's kind of, and I'm not exactly sure like how much I even factor into him coming here. I don't really know. We'll see. I don't know either. I haven't talked to him in a bit. <laughs> he is a coaching client of mine, but not like I see him. He's kind of like, how he is with you with me as a coach he's paying me um where he'll pop up out of nowhere and be like hey can we meet this week which is like not how any of my other clients work like we have a regular time but that never worked for him so now i just let him kind of come to me um 
So I don't know. I mean, last he told me he was going to New York. I know that you fact, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out 30%. Okay. I think is probably fair for how much you factor in. I don't know where I'm getting that number, but I think. (laughs) Okay. And he's really bad at making plans. He's really bad at knowing his own schedule. So it might be a last minute, but if you need to know, you should stay on him and not be shy about it. Be like, I need to know what I'm doing this week. When do you want to hang out? Well, and I told him that I'm making plans with another friend who's going to be in town for a few days. So he knows. So it's like if he doesn't, I'll check in with him. If not, I'll just like make my plans and then we'll find a time that works around both of our schedules. What do you think should be like my goals for seeing him again? Besides make out. Make out. (laughs) (laughs) That's my only goal for you. Make out. That's the other thing is I think we're too, we're way too like, I have to get this information. I have to find out if he's serious. I have to da da It's like you, right now you're just figuring out if you like him. Yeah. You're figuring out if you like him in different situations. You're figuring out if he makes you feel good and if you can make out with him and if you like how he treats other people. Really so that's that. it. So have some more fun conversations. Nothing has to like get real or get serious or get about your five-year plan. Have some fun conversations and have a fun makeout. Cool. That's it. Great. And you'll learn a lot from that makeout. If it's like, eh, not really there, cool, because he doesn't live there. So you don't need to like put so much energy towards him. But if it's like fun and good, then we have something to work with. Yeah. We'll learn. Great. But stay on him for plans, I would say. I will. I like I'm going to and I'm not taking it personally because I don't know him very well. But I do feel like like feedback you can give him is that it's not super appealing to have to like stay on someone for plans. Right. I have given him this feedback and I will give it to him again. Yeah. Bolton. He needs to be proactive. Anyone out there who's the pursuer person, you need to be proactive with a plan and you need to be like, would you like to do this at this time on this day? Not like, hey, when do you want to hang out? Like, hey, I'll let you know. Or like, hey, we should meet up. Like propose an active plan. Don't be shy about it. Yeah. I'm, I'll I'll send them too. (laughs) We, We should probably meet anyway so I can yell at him, so. I'll, I'll reach out. Right. He needs you. He needs me. He needs to get yelled at regularly. Yeah. But good for you. I'm glad you're still you're still going on dates. Yeah. What do you think about the app field? Because I've had some friends talking about it recently. So it was initially, for those who don't know, I believe it was like a kink-focused app. And there was a lot, a lot of people on it who were interested in like ethical non-monogamy. But my impression is that it's changed a bit. Friends who are kind of just like straight and into monogamy seem to also be enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had clients go on there and like it because they say it's kind of a more authentic platform where people aren't as much, and it will probably change once it becomes more mainstream, but people aren't trying as much to present this kind of image maybe as they do on the other apps, but more like being because 
when you were talking about ethical non-monogamy and that it kind of like comes from this radical honesty, radical transparency place. That's kind of the culture on there of like people just talking more openly about their sexual preferences and their relationship preferences and just kind of being more authentically themselves because it's a place where that is encouraged. So I've heard good things about that. I will also say like, don't feel pressured to talk about your sexual preferences with strangers ahead of time. If you don't feel like it just because you're on that app, like I think it's a place for honesty in all senses. So you also don't have to have those conversations if you don't want to, but I'm always into trying something new. Why don't you try it? And you can be our single out in the field and let us know how it is out in the field. Get it. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Yeah. I will. Try it. Report back. Cool. It could be cool. It could be different. It could be a different pool yeah. of people. Or it could be just people talking differently. Or it could be. I'm also like kind of like I think all the apps are kind of the same. And that one started out differently, like you said, and then maybe it's gonna be the same. A friend did tell me she felt like she was matching with people she'd matched with on other apps, but they were being more active. And that might have just been a very specific case, but no, but that makes sense, too, because, I mean, when it's more of a, like, this app is for talking about your sexuality and being open about your sexuality, like, everyone's going to be more active in that than, like, another person who's going to ask me if, what I'm looking for relationship-wise. Right. I'd rather talk about what I'm looking for sexuality-wise. Um, so, cool. Go try it, you know? But if it's too many, like, I remember my client that tried it. She was like, this is really cool because I feel like people are just being honest. But then also she was having a lot more conversation about sex than she normally has. Right. And I don't know if I'd be into that. But I'm open to looking. Yeah, try it. I love it. I love your openness. Thank you. Um, we have a few questions for you today. Oh, my gosh. One of them is for me and my friends. Oh, great. So I was at a bar this weekend talking to – I was basically talking to – two guys but I was interested in one of them and it was like a little I kind of maybe I needed to plan ahead but I didn't know a way to like give one of them my number and nobody asked and it was a little awkward because it was kind of like these two guys seem to like stick together but in general I feel like sometimes pe the pursuer if you will out of the world they're not as I don't know aggressive is kind of a bad word but you know like I don't feel like people are as comfortable anymore, like asking people for their numbers or trying to meet up. And so how do you suggest that someone offers their number if they're interested? Great. Yeah. Um, I generally suggest that you have your number already written down on a piece of paper in your pocket at all times. I love that. And a piece of paper should be like kind of torn. So okay. not like a business card. It should look like, oh, this was spontaneous. I like ripped it off of something. Um, and maybe you should get a Google voice number just for safety. So not your okay. real number. Um, and then you just like approach, like if you had been talking to these guys and then you walked away, then like on your way out, I would have gone back over and just directly gone to the one you like and been like, Hey, it was really fun chatting with you. I'd love to get a drink sometime. Here's my Google voice number. Tell them. So they don't think they have your real number. Here's my Google voice number. Let me know and walk away. And Perfect. I think you can also do this with people you don't talk to at all. Like someone cute you see in a coffee shop, you can literally walk out, walk up on your way out. Be like, hey, I know this is crazy, but I thought you were cute. Wanted to tell you, my name is Alex. Here's my Google voice number. Let me know if you want to get a drink sometime. I think that's great advice. You can do it. 
What is the issue with using your business card? It's just too corporate? It's too corporate. It looks weird. It's also like, do you want to give them your business number and your last name and all your information like right off the bat? And also like you're not making a business deal. Like just be like, I'm Alex. Here's my Google voice number. Like as if you met on an app. Totally. And I'm a huge supporter of this because I think especially in this day and age, I will say men do not feel comfortable asking because they don't want to be perceived as creepy or unwanted. Um, And so it really is on the other half to make the move and say, it's okay. And yes, I'm interested. And here's my number. And please reach out to me and extend to drop the hanky, so to speak. Um, And let them know that it is wanted and will be welcomed. And just be bold, be brave. We got to start connecting again. We got to connect. And I think that's a great idea to already have it in your pocket because you're like in that mindset, right? Like I'm open. Right. It's like if you go in to, I don't gamble, but if you went to like a casino and you were like, I have $100 to spend, like you're going to want to spend it. So like if you just always have it in your pocket, you're like looking for someone to give it to. It just puts you in a different mindset of like the world is your dating app. It's not just on your phone. Yes, we need that. I love this question. What ended up happening? You just left and that was it. Um, They left. I was talking to them and then they left. That was it. I did check Craigslist misconnections for me. I don't feel like people use that that often anymore. I wish they did. That was such a sweet time. It was my favorite. Yeah. But I'm just going to double check to make sure they didn't ask. You me. should double check. But <laughs> now on, you should just have your number on you. Yes. You don't have this happen again. Agreed. Um, okay. Next question. This is from a listener. They said, I'm headed to Germany for three weeks in October. Is it worth trying to find a date while traveling? Any recommendations about how to find a date? Also, what expectations should one have about dating while traveling? Um, and like, is there anywhere specifically good to travel for dating? And were these tips different domestically versus internationally? Um, this is a fun question. I always think it's a good time to be dating and a good place to be dating. Get more experience. And you never, ever know who you're going to meet. You might fall in love in Germany and move there. Or you might fall in love in Germany and they move here. Like, why not? Um, So I think, like, set your location to there for a week before you're going to go. And then put in your bio, like, American coming to Germany or whatever, like, would be happy to buy you a drink if you show me around or, like, would be happy to buy you dinner or, like, show me the best place to get X, beer, whatever, um, and go have fun and know that it's going to be a little harder in some ways because, of course, some people will be like, well, why would I go out with you? You don't live here. But try it anyway. There will be people who just want to hang out, who want to have an experience, maybe go on field or Tinder because those tend to be a little more open-minded in terms of like what people are open to and going for. Um. But I say go and also have like your number or your email or your Twitter or whatever, not Twitter, Instagram in your pocket so you can also meet people in real life. I wouldn't depend on the apps 
when you're traveling either. I would be much more like, I'm going to talk to a person at a bar. I'm going to talk to a person on the street. We tend to, when we're traveling, be a little more willing to go out of our comfort zone and be a little more open and like have some crazy experiences. So I think also embrace that. Don't just spend the time like, got to get a date in Germany, like swiping on your phone. What a waste of energy. Go out, go to bars, talk to tourists, talk to other people. You might meet an American there. You might, you know, whatever, talk to the bartender and be like, hey, show me around. Like, be nice, be friendly, be welcoming, have your number written down in your pocket. Go meet some people and also go on the apps. Try it all. Why not? And in terms of are there great places? No, I think anywhere you go, there could be cool people there. Um, and my same advice applies domestic or international. Yeah, I think it's a really nice, like you've talked about kind of like getting in that traveler vacation mode. It's a great energy to be in. Totally. I remember once I was traveling in Paris when I was like <laughs> 20 and I was by myself in Paris and I met a group of like five French dudes. And this was kind of a different time, but it's dangerous. <laughs> it was great. And they were so nice to me and they showed me all around and like I made out with at least two of them. And they got me safely back to my hostel and I just like had the best time. I was like, I'm going to French kiss in Paris. Hello. And I was just like open and like met these people. I was out. I was in the world, you know? So you might not be 20 and like living in that rather stupid headspace, but you can have that mindset of like, let me just talk to some people. Let me just meet some people. Those people look nice. Those people look nice, whatever. I'm going to have an experience and then also be on your phone and be open and See what you can find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have the time and energy for one more question? What do you think? I'm done. Okay. Let's okay. do one more. Okay. The listener talks about cornerstone people versus capstone people. I don't know if you're familiar because I was not. Um, but basically they say capstone people are those that are looking to live a self-defined full life and then settle down after they've accomplished or done those series of life experiences. Whereas cornerstone people are those that are looking to find a partner to grow with and do those experiences with. I'm aware that most people are capstone and I think fewer people, this is the listener. I think fewer people should be capstone and more people should be cornerstone people. I'd be interested in hearing your take on why most people are capstone. If you agree or disagree on that, um, more people should be cornerstone and why and how to settle down successfully especially because that transition can be quick if they're looking to have children. Does that make sense? So capstone means you've had a bunch of experiences and then you're ready to settle down. Right. Cornerstone means you meet and have experiences together. So they're kind of implying that they're younger when they meet maybe and then they grow together or no? No. I think not necessarily. I think it's more just like what, your intention is. And I do think, and I don't know if that's a Western thing, but I do think a fair amount of people, I think especially straight men are kind of like, I'd like to like do these things before I like settle down. And that like settling down is going to be maybe a more monotonous experience. Mm -hmm. And this person is asking how to get people to be more into having experiences together. Yeah, I guess they think that it's better for people to be looking for a partner to kind of like do these experiences with. And if you agree with them. I mean, 
this kind of hurts my brain a little. Um, it's tricky, and it's not necessarily black and white. But yeah, I think my instinct is like, why are we finding more ways to divide ourselves? Like, why do we have to call people these things? I don't actually think this is real. Like, I think yes, there are some people that are like, I have to do all this stuff before I meet someone. But more often than not, if those people meet someone, they're going to be fine with that too. Like, I think when people give that reasoning, it's because they haven't met the right person yet. I think that is by default happening because people are getting married later and it's becoming more like you're not expected to graduate college, get married, have a family, or you're not expected to marry your college sweetheart. You're expected to go have experiences. And I think if you're someone that's like, I'd rather experience the world with another person, great, start dating people. But like, I don't think you have to think like, well, these people don't want to settle down yet because they haven't had, like, if they're into you, they're into you. Yeah. And this is why, like, I tell people like that whole conversation of like, what are you looking for at the beginning of a relationship is pointless because if someone is looking for you, they're looking for you. And if they're not, they're not. So they could tell you, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm ready. And then three months later, be like, you know what? I'm actually not ready for a relationship. And you're like, wait, but you told me. And it's like, because it's not with you. And then three months later, you might see on Instagram, they're moving in with someone and you're like, wait, you, they said you, they weren't ready. And it's like, well, but they found the person they were ready for. And I think that happens even more with men to gender it. Um, that it just has to be the right person and then they're ready. And with women, I do think we tend to be a little more like, okay, I'm ready. Now I got to find the person. And men tend to be more like, I'm not ready, but the right person makes me ready. But I don't think, like, I think this person is kind of getting in their head and tripping themselves up and just giving themselves some sort of logical reason for why they haven't found their person yet. Of like, well, all the people I've met haven't been ready to settle down. No, they just didn't want to settle down with you. Well, I think also, I think we need to kind of change the narrative that if you have a partner or have kids, that means you're like settling down and your adventures are over. Correct. That is correct also. Especially, I mean, I will say when you have a kid, um, <laughs> your adventures are over. Very different adventures. There's a pause where it's like, I have a small, now some people travel the world with babies, don't know how they do it. I was not that person. Um, there's definitely a pause where it's like, okay, we probably want to have a home base. We probably want to have our careers kind of good to go then there are plenty of people who don't do it that way. But I think you're absolutely right that thinking of like, when I get married, my life is over is probably not the way to think of it. And it definitely doesn't have to be. And there probably is a very American value on like, go travel and have fun and don't settle down. And then once you get married, you're like settled. And that probably also leads to some marriage strife of like people thinking, well, now that I'm married, I can't have fun anymore, which should not be the case. So, okay, you're right. You're right on that. And I do think we should change people's mindset on that. Like you can have adventures with a partner. You can travel with a partner. You can have sexual adventures with a partner. You can do whatever you want. You don't, it doesn't have to mean your life is over. So we definitely should get away from that mindset. But with this particular person, I wonder if they're presenting too quickly to whoever they're dating, like, Hey, I'm looking for this. Are you looking for that? And the person's probably like, well, I don't know. I'm looking to live my life and maybe I'm not like, they're probably feeling the pressure of this mindset and responding to that. 
So this person should probably more just let the adventures unfold than trying to convince a person that they can have adventures with them. Yeah. They should just that. be adventurous and have the adventures and then they won't have to convince the person that they're trying to get them to be boring and settle down. Right. And they'll attract other people who are adventurous and want to prioritize that. And want to have adventures together. Like if you're off the bat, like let's have an adventure together. That's great. Without being like, let's talk about how we can have adventures together and build together and, and, and what kind of cornerstone capstone people we are. Like, I don't think those are super productive conversations. I think you should just live the relationship and have the adventures and you will attract the person who wants to have adventures with you. Great. Maybe get on field. I don't know. We'll Maybe see. Get on field and have some adventures. But if you're if you're getting the response to a lot from people of like, hey, you seem like you really want something committed right away and I'm not ready for that, you might be front loading. You might be putting the cart before the horse a little bit and like presenting that, thinking that's what people want to hear or that's appealing. Just get to know the person for a while. Don't even talk about the future until three months. And then at yeah. three months, you can be like, hey, is marriage something you're eventually into? If not, let me know. Rather than like, hey, I'm looking to be married in a year, but we can still have adventures together. It's like, chill. <laughs> Although I do think to play devil's advocate, to me, three months feels like kind of a long time to see if you're like looking at all for the same things. What do you mean by that? I mean, I know what you mean, but what do you mean? What I mean, I don't know. I think it's a little different because I mo meet most people on dating apps where people are kind of putting what they're looking for anyways. But if I met someone in the wild and we're casually dating for a couple of months, like, I don't think I would wait. I don't know. I guess maybe it would be a little bit clear, but I would want to know if someone was really just looking for something casual before three months was up. I think you would know. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, that's my thing is like, usually by three months, you know, anyway, like it has come up and you have gotten to know if you really like this person, but I think we're in such a rush to like, make sure we don't get hurt or we don't get disappointed, which newsflash, you can get hurt and disappointed at any stage in a relationship, including 50 years into marriage. Um, that we're like, let's have this conversation on the first date and make sure they're not looking for casual. And it's like, they may be looking for casual and then they do casual with you. And all of a sudden they're like, actually, I'm really into you. And I just love spending time with you. And you're going to know if that's happening. And I'm not saying willingly try to change someone. Like if someone tells you up front, Hey, I am not looking to get into a relationship, believe them. Don't get yourself in a bad position. But if they're not saying that, let it unfold for a bit. See if you actually even like them. I have a feeling from this person's question, and I could be assuming too much, that they're trying to figure out this part before even seeing how they feel about the person to make sure they're kind of, quote, on the same page. And it's like, first, just figure out, do you like them? Do you enjoy them? Would you be friends with them? Do you like their worldview? Do you like them in the world? And you'll know if things are building or if you're seeing them, if it's like two months in and you're still seeing them once a week and nothing's changing, that's kind of your answer. You can then have a conversation. Like, I think it's kind of obvious if it's building and you're into each other or not. And usually by the three month mark, the conversation is kind of like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
inevitable superficial like the conversation okay. has yeah. already happened between us and generally at some point the marriage and kids question will come up like at some point you might be like hey just want to make sure is marriage and kids something you eventually want because if not let me know yeah not like are we going to do that within a year sure although i say all of that and on me and matt's seventh date I said, I want to have a kid in three years. Is that something you're ready for? And he was like, yeah, I think I can do that. But we were drunk. <laughs> that, also, that seems like not insane to me. Yeah. Like, like seven dates with someone you're really into. Yes. Seven dates. It was on my birthday, so it was on my mind. And that, I think you can ask like those kind of questions. Like, hey, are you thinking this at some point? Like, just let me know if you're not, if you're definitely not a marriage person, if you're definitely not a kid's person, or if you're like signing up for a med school and you're not going to want to have kids till after, like, let me know that early on. Yeah. But I think let the adventures unfold otherwise, as long as you know, you're like basically on the same page. Did I just contradict myself like a lot? No, I don't think so. I think that was a very nuanced response. Thank you. Nuanced. I like that. Yeah. Nuanced. But yeah, I think let it unfold. Ask the big important questions if they're really on your mind, but not in a like, let's sign up for this life together right now, but more just like, I want to make sure we both have the same vague sense of the future and that we want kind of the same things now that we know we like each other. I think seven or eight dates is good for knowing that you're probably both into it if you're still going. Yeah, that's a lot of dates. You're basically married. You're basically married. But you're right. That's less than three months, probably. If it's three months to seven or eight dates, that's probably also your answer, too. Shouldn't take that long. Yeah. Okay. I think we did it. I mean, the world is really hard, so we're going to keep this relatively short. Yes. Yes. Um, We have some really good guests coming up. Yay! Guests. Send us your questions. Send us your emails. Send us your thoughts. Not your therapist podcast at gmail.com. Not your therapist podcast on Instagram. Alex's newsletter is hippie shit. Sign up. AlexanderJospin.substack.com. Sorry. Yes. And um, let us know how you're doing. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to your neighbor. Do things for yourself. Take care of yourself. Go get a makeout. If it feels healing. Dolly, I want you to take care of yourself. Thank you. I do too. Whatever that means. <laughs> to make out. <laughs> oh, I got to make out. Yeah, we can, we've, been, we've been wanting to, but our air conditioner has been broken. So. Um, oh, is it really hot there? there? It's like 90 degrees and I'm like, don't even look at me until there's a strong breeze in our bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, that's real. That's real. Well, thank you. That's great advice. I'm going to take it in. Thank you. Um, Have fun with Mark. Get him to nail down a time. And then next time we expect you to report on field. So, okay. Put some work in and also put your number in your pocket. Yes. Okay, well. And give it out at least once. That's your assignment. Okay. You have two weeks. Should be plenty of time. This comes out every other week. We love you. 
We're here for you. It's okay to send us silly questions at a serious time. And um, you're all the best. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, Dahlia. Bye.